Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by TriVegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, triveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday Q&A, where you all ask the questions and we answer. I am joined in my question and answer booth by my fabulous friend, senior lit teacher, and physical therapist extraordinaire, Kristen Williams. Ah, How it goes well. It is so nice to be here, Laura. It's so funny. I see you like pause and like, what am I going to say this time? What am I going to say? It's like you're building the suspense. Yes, I should say the, the... I almost said seductress. That isn't the word I'm looking for, but the gorgeous redhead, Kristen Williams. Just call me the peanut butter to your jelly. How about that? That's, oh, I love it. I love it. Definitely. PB&J, the best. Okay. So we have a question from Kath, Smart Yoga with Kath, our lovely French lit teacher. She says, have you ever talked about glute medius tendonitis on the podcast? I have a pain in the right side of my right hip. And it goes all along, along the IT band and this painful trying to take it easy on the right side and ice it and doing some gentle reinforcement of abductors and glute max. My right hip is very flexible and external rotation. And there was more to it but that. But she really wants us to know to know about like, how do we deal with this? This uh, gluteus medius tendonitis stuff that can happen. Yeah, that is not a fun, a fun diagnosis. We, you might, um, sometimes we hear it diagnosed as that you hear it called, um, greater trochanteric bursitis, IT band syndrome. Um, but wait, basically what she is describing for people who don't know what the glute medius is, it's a, it's a lateral hip muscle. So it's kind of right along the, fa- the, the, the fan, I was thinking like a fan the the edge of your, um, pelvis. And it's the main muscle that stabilizes you when you're standing on one leg. So we will see people who have really weak gluteus medius will get this, what we call a Trendelenburg gait. Well, they're kind of 
they'll get this lean because they, they can't stabilize the pelvis when they're standing on one leg because that, that, that muscle doesn't work well. So it is not uncommon for us to see people, yogis, uh, dancers, you know, people who might spend a lot of time on one leg or are transitioning on one leg, you know, maybe developing this. We also see it in a whole host of other um, athletic um, endeavors. And it can present as tenderness to the area. Uh, it can be uncomfortable lying on that side. As with anything else, you know, it sounds like she is strengthening the glutes and the abductors. As with anything else, we really would would love to look and see what else is going on. You know, when we we cannot ever minimize the fact that the pelvis is needs to be neutral. We always talk about this: neutral pelvis, neutral pelvis. You know, in order to put the other joints, and that includes the hip, at their most you know beneficial position in in functioning. And so, you might want to look, Kath, at the other at the other hip. Um, I have seen this countless times where people will come to me and say, my left hip is killing me. And then when I start to look, it's because their left hip's doing all the work. The right hip is failing. Obviously we want to core strength. The core isn't engaged, but look at that opposite hip. Look and see that, you know, really examine your yoga practice. If, if that seems to aggravate it you know, where might you be taking the brunt on that side? Where are you not, what, where are you not tapping into it? You know, is it, why is that muscle getting irritated? Is it because it's weak or is it because it's overused? Is it because it's tight or is it because it's, it's, um, on tone all the time because it's trying to hold for failing other muscles, so again, always look globally in the short term, you know, there's lots of stuff you can do to, you know, for pain relief, whether it is, you know, stuff we do with some soft tissue stuff, foam rolling, using a ball, doing the glute strengthening, like you're saying, but I would really love to look at this more from a biomechanical standpoint and see what else might be causing it. Because if you don't get the root cause, it will come back. Laura, what do you have to say? Anything else on that? Uh, yeah, you pretty much were saying everything when I was looking for the second part of the question, which was that she has scoliosis and she's wondering how that's related. But it was funny because I, you know, we didn't need to know that because you just mentioned that. So the la the second part of the question was, is what's the link between scoliosis and pelvic hip issues? Uh, because she does have some scoliosis. So everything you just said, you know, and this is First, everything you said, I'll just reiterate, is that you have to look at both sides. Like you said, I see this all the time. Somebody will say, my right shoulder is bothering me and all I'm doing, and I come in and I keep having to remind myself, oh, they said right shoulder, but all I'm seeing is this stuff, like this imbalance on the left. And it's like sometimes, often, where you're experiencing the pain is not the actual imbalanced or the most significant area of imbalance. And so for Kat, I do think that, you know, glute medius tendonitis is, I know she likes to run. She is practicing yoga. She's walking. She's in Paris. I mean, all these things I would say, like, what are your shoes like? You know, because let me tell you, I'm sure hers are pretty reasonable, but she does work in a corporate world. Like if you're wearing high heels, if you're wearing anything that's kind of putting you in imbalance already, just from the get-go, from the ground up, 
your pelvis is going to respond. So the thing about high heels is it's going to pitch your pelvis forward. It's it's practically impossible not to, to, to counter that weight uh, going forward or that weight being distributed weird in your, in the metatarsals. So I would say what shoes you're wearing, even when you're running, what shoes you're wearing. Funny thing. Um, I've, I've, I've worked with a lot of people with IT band syndrome, quote, this gluteus media, medius tendonitis. And I'll say like, do you always run on the same side of the road? You know, it's like you have to examine everything because everything is a part of the puzzle and therefore a part of the source, you know? So it's like, if you always run on the same side of the road and that, that is like, has a little, what is that cantilever or slope? Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be off, you're, you're not running evenly. Like the way you will land is going to put more strain on one hip, maybe the lower hip, the upper hip is going to be kind of more dropping in. So the surface of what you walk and run on, I can't even say it is so important because it's really, it's the surface area that then comes up into your body. So you can't just look at it like surf, like it's just what you're running on. It's like, what is that doing in the entire chain? And so I, Again, if your if your glute medius is weak, your leg will kind of drop kind of drop in more. Your foot will tend to pronate more, or or it could be, you know, from the ground that's coming up, uh, and that can put more strain in that area. So with scoliosis, yes, there's definitely you know, often is affecting your rib cage more than your pelvis, but your pelvis responds to your ribs. So. Do all the things you're doing, open up the side of your rib cage and, and the pelvis that are that is the shortened side, uh, because that could be pulling on one hip, which could be the hip that you're not experiencing it in, right? So it's again like it's the imbalance. And the more you can find that balance, especially through the center, knowing that you're going to be torqued a little bit with scoliosis, it is the goal is always to get your spectrum of balance is a little bit bigger than say somebody who doesn't have scoliosis, but you can still get that balance. But look at everything, not just how you're moving and how you're strengthening, but how you're living, how you're sitting, how you're moving, how you're walking, how you're running, what you're, you know, how you're lying, like people that, like you said, lie on one side all night long and they, they wake up and it's very, very painful. There's a bursa there. You might be lying on the bursa weird, you know, that's already being a little provoked. So Examine it all. And since we know you, get back to us. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. All right. I'll go ahead and read our second one. I pulled it up on the, on the computer because she emailed us. This is our friend Rita. And she's actually writing for um, about a, a, a friend who um, is having some pain radiating in the lower back down the leg. And so she kind of was demonstrating the area being the QL, which is the low back between your lower ribs and the crest of your pelvis. And then along the side of the pelvis down the IT band, um, a bit under the butt, she's saying, but also uh, she feels that this friend of hers, mostly on the side of the calf. And so she did give a little history that she's had two C-sections, the second, a little over two years ago. She's a regular exerciser, but not as much as she used to. And she was also diagnosed with an umbilical hernia on top of it and some other, um, you know, uh, thyroid issues. So she has tried the lit postnatal series, which, um, she did find interesting and enjoyed, but she didn't, didn't stick with it. And so, you know, she's 
Rita's wanting us to see if we can offer any other suggestions on how to get number one, more core strength with the hernia, uh, which she's not going to have surgery on. And, you know, also if there's anything that can be done to help this radiating pain. So, you know, again, our body's gone through a lot and, um, long periods of breastfeeding as well. So, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a good, and we like more history because that gives us more, more Mm -hmm. to work with, but let's, we can start off with the uh, core strengthening via the umbilical hernia. I'm going to let you go ahead and start because I know you have history with, with something similar. Mm -hmm. And then also remembering to talk about the leg pain. So the hernias, there's different ones. You have the umbilical one, which is your belly button. And many pregnant women will have some small hernia because of that, because at some point there's so much of a stretch that our own, our own little umbilicus starts to go push. It's just, just pushed out and that can return to its kind of starting position, or it can stay a little pushed out. And that might indicate that there's a little gapping, um, in the wall there, uh, in the, you know, first superficial wall. So for some people, that's a small hernia, which it sounds like with her, I had a small one as well. And I could have probably never gotten it fixed. I just was, I had an inguinal hernia. So they're like, we're just going to pull in that umbilical one as well. My mom with triplets had a very large one that she never got fixed. And, you know, 40 years after having us or something like that, she did have to have it like a kind of an emergency situation. She would just like push it back in sometimes when it, when she would feel, uh, yeah, I'm like, mom. Okay. So, but that was, this, you know, so she needed it and she d- didn't get it because <laughs> she's like a tough old bird. So finally the pushing it back in didn't work and she had to have it repaired. So hernias, as long as they're small, don't worry about them because everything we do anyway is pulling everything back into deeper pockets. That's what we want hernia is pushing away. So think if you have different kind of layers, if you have the ground layer, which is closest to the bone all the way to like the skin layer, um, we are pulling into the ground layer with our, with our core work. And it's not just, you know, sucking belly in. It's everything on all sides, pulling into the ground, pulling into the spine, pulling around the pelvis. So I, first of all, I would say you got to stick with lit. You really do. And maybe do a little bit. I'd be curious, like, was it too much for her? Did she not have time? As a mom, you have, and now with this radiating pain, you have all the signals that are telling you this is the time you have got to take for yourself. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes, but you need to, especially after a C-section, I would also be curious about what, uh, you know, what you did after the C-section for the scar tissue. Did, was there any mobilization? Because scarring, under any type of um, incision happens and it can happen in a, in a, in a way that really impacts your brain's wire firing to that area. Cause basically when you're cutting through, you're not cutting through unless you have an emergency C-section, you're not cutting through the muscle, but you're cutting through skin and fascia and into the uterus itself. And you will, you know, the, you're cutting nerves as well. So there's, there's this, like, I call it's like twilight zone. So you have got to get that area 
stronger and see if that you can mobilize the scar so it isn't pulling and restricting the connection to the deeper abdominals. But you, if you do the kind of work we do in core, your your hernia, if it's very small, it's, it's not going to be a problem. It's going to actually help have it be stronger. Well, and I think it can also help that radiating pain, you know? Um, oh yeah. Probably, I was going to just let you take it. Yeah. That. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. Got all related. two little kids. She had the, like you said, how well did she retrain? What does her pelvis look like right now? What is she walking around? You know, is she carrying extra baby weight? Um, not that the weight would be an issue, but is, has that changed? You know, is she still in the posture of carrying a baby? That means what I mean. Is she still carrying the baby weight, meaning she's still in that anterior tilt of the pelvis? And what is that doing to her, you know, chain of that's going down the leg? You know, her, because she's presenting with symptoms of either a lumbar radiculopathy or a sciatica or something of the sort where the, the neural pathways are, are unhappy you know, how tight is her low back, you know? So it is hard. It, it is really hard at this stage when you have little kids, it, she's probably working as well, finding that time. And I tell you when I did it was I had, it's, I'm, I'm an early bird anyway, so that it's works in my favor, but I got up early. I was getting up at 4:45 to do my workout, whatever it was. There's a big, there's a big cycle when especially for anybody who has an injury, a big change in their life, being pregnant, having a baby. And then we don't go back. Our lives don't go back to what it was before. And, you know, there's this where we, you know, can we break that? Can we make a new habit where taking care of ourselves becomes a habit and we get out of the cycle of not taking care of ourselves. So doing for others. And there's nothing worse than a, than a new mom, you know, where we stop taking care of ourselves. So, you know, maybe she tries like the build your capacity series and she just, or the bridge where they're shorter. And she just does those 15 to 20 minute classes, but she gets into a habit. So maybe she can find an accountability partner. You know, maybe that's Rita, you know, maybe Rita says, Hey, I'm, uh, willing to get up with you at five o'clock. Let's do it for 30 minutes. Let's do it together. And, you know, I did that. I would go running with friends or there was a time where I would run after work with a friend. Accountability helps, um, but also keeping it small helps because Laura, you're absolutely right. If she's got scar tissue, if she's never rehabbed after having the baby, um, you know, what is, what is her body presenting like most likely already, like she's still carrying around the baby weight and, um, you know, that those lumbar nerves are getting irritated and they're, so it's this, it's, it is, I, I my heart goes out to his mm-hmm. friend. It does. Because it is and such I know, a hard time. We've been there girl. And it, it is a hard time. And we see this a lot that, and I don't know, Rita, if this is your friend or not, I don't want to make any assumptions, but this is a big population of people that will try, whether it's lit or something else, and then not stick with it because it was frustrating, right? It was like hard. It was more exhausting. And you're like, I'm, and there's good hard (laughs) that you need to do. And that 
good hard is going to make everything else easier. So pick your good hard, which is get up a little bit earlier. It can be 15 minutes. Reorganize your core and your center. You do not want to sit this one out. You do not want to wait 10 years. You do not want to get a shot in your back when it could absolutely be healed by you, but it's going to be a good heart. It's not going to be easy because it's rewiring a connection to an area that has been, for lack of a better word, numbed out and you're disconnected to it. But all of us, especially moms, there are lots of things that are challenging that we don't have to do, but this is one we have to do because it will benefit you and it will benefit you in the long run. It'll benefit you today. It'll benefit you as a mom, as a more patient mom. And, um, and your body needs it. Your body needs it because, uh, two C-sections, two carrying a baby's carrying, carrying and caring for babies is exhausting. You can't be exhausted that you don't take care of yourself though. Like make this happen 15 minutes. Give yourself that and then build up. Mm -hmm. So if you tried something, whether it was with us or somebody else, and you're like, this isn't working for me, it's too hard, blah, blah, blah. Say, you know what? Be tender. It's hard today. I'll do what I can. I'm not going to speak ill of myself. I'm going to give myself some grace, but I'm going to keep coming back. And I'm going to repeat and repeat and repeat. And I will do this type of hard because it will benefit you in the long run and it will make your life have more ease for sure. And it will eliminate your pain. Yes. (laughs) And that's who wants to live with pain? Because guess what? Pain's tiring. Pain's exhausting. Pain can be all consuming. Even if it's a kind of low grade radiating pain, it is your brain. You're going to be that is something your brain is going to, it's like, what's happening down there? And then it re, and then it sends it back up. So remember, pain is just information that your brain is getting. Give it different information. Focus on strengthening and stability. And guess what? The brain's like, I'm going to focus on this. And then I'm going to make space for those nerves or whatever that are getting compressed. So tackle it. We're here for you. And Rita or new mom or any moms, new or Uh, you know, been there doing it a while, write us, direct message us, ask us questions. Um, Try out the postnatal. You can be two months postnatal. You could be 20 years postnatal. You could actually never have had a baby. You can be a man. And Right. You could be a man. It is an amazing series because what it does is reorganize the pelvis and the pelvis is the center of your body. It's the center of your current of energy exchange. It's the center of your mass. It is fundamental for good movement and for feeling awake, alive, and pain-free. Amen, sister. Amen. We're on a pulpit here. (laughs) All right, my friends, uh, any of you can write us any questions, and we love getting your questions. Where can they write the questions? You can write me at kb.com. I'm not dot. I'm kbwilliams99 on Instagram. (laughs) You got the dot. And Laura at... I'm Laura.Hyman. So you can direct message us. We are really good on there, but you could also write uh, an email at support at lityoga.com. We get that as well. We would love your questions. Keep them coming. 
We have this every single Wednesday and we would love for you to share it with your friends, share it with like somebody who could relate to anything we talk about. Um, We really appreciate your support. It goes a long way. As always, we're pulling for you. Thank you.